Welcome to Con Café for the 8th day of June, year of our Lord, 2023. So glad you could join us. I pray this bring a blessing to you. May it strengthen your faith and make you a more faithful and fruitful disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're looking at the Old Testament lesson for this coming Sunday. It's the book of Hosea, the prophet Hosea. Chapter 5, beginning with verse 15, going all the way to chapter 6, verse 6. And it's in the uh, New International Version of the Bible. Text is just long enough to give us an idea of what's going on. But the devotional is called The Pity Party <laughs> is Over. The Pity Party is Over. You ready to hear God's Word? I am. Here it is, verse 1. Hear this, you priests. Pay attention, you Israelites. Listen, royal house. This judgment is against you. You have been a snare at Mizpah, a net spread out on Tabor. The rebels are knee-deep in slaughter. I will discipline all of them. I know all about Ephraim. Israel is not hidden from me. Ephraim, you have now turned to prostitution. Israel is corrupt. Their deeds do not permit them to return to their God. A spirit of prostitution is in their heart. They do not acknowledge the Lord. Israel's arrogance testifies against them. The Israelites, even Ephraim, stumble in their sin. Judah also stumbles with him. When they go out with their flocks and herds to seek the Lord, they will not find him. He has withdrawn himself from them. They are unfaithful to the Lord. They give birth to illegitimate children. When they celebrate their new moon feast, he will devour their fields. Sound the trumpet in Gilbeah, the horn in Ramah. Raise the battle cry in beth Aven. Lead on Benjamin. Ephraim will be laid waste on the day of reckoning. Among the tribes of Israel I proclaim what is certain. Judah's leaders are like those who move Mahondri stones. I will pour out my wrath on them like a flood of water. Ephraim is oppressed, trampled in judgment, intent in pursuing idols. I am like a moth to Ephraim, like rot to the people of Judah. When Ephraim saw his sickness and Judah his sores, then Ephraim turned to Assyria and sent to the great king for help. But he is not able to cure you, not able to heal your sores. For I will be like a lion to Ephraim, like a great lion to Judah. I will tear them to pieces and go away. I will carry them off with no one to rescue them. Then I will return to my lair until they have borne their guilt and seek my face. In their misery they will earnestly seek me. Come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces, but he will heal us. He has injured us, but he will bind up our wounds. After two days he will revive us. On the third day he will restore us, that we may live in his presence. Let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge him. As surely as the sun rises, he will appear. He will come to us like the winter rains, like the spring rains that water the earth. What can I do with you, Ephraim? What can I do with you, Judah? Your love is like the morning mist, like the early dew that disappears. Therefore I cut you in pieces with my prophets. I killed you with the words of my mouth. Then my judgments will go forth like the sun, for I desire mercy, not sacrifice, and acknowledgment of God rather than burnt offerings. This, dear friends, is the word of God for the people of God. We say, gracias a Dios. Thanks be to God. Well, a blessed and tremendous Thursday be yours, dear friend. Thank you for tuning in again.
May God's peace and joy be with you. I invite us to continue to pray for Mrs. Diane Battles, whose surgery was yesterday. Don't have an update on how she is, but we pray the reports be reports of joy and peace. Pray for um, a couple of people from our church, Bill Meadows, who uh, is in the hospital, as is Lynn Wilborn. Don't have updates on them either, but let's pray for their healing. Pray for all who uh, love these people and who are praying for them that God may be glorified in their lives, in their needs, and in their bodies. Well, you and I have celebrated those parties of the pity kind. For little to no reason, we gather what's left of our wits, and we begin to whine, moan, or cry about who we were and where we find ourselves. We try to invite others to come and join us in this pity party, and we want them to sing along with us that song of pity, woe is me. The lyrics only come to me when I'm actually there, and there are so many stanzas. There are as many stanzas as there are heartbreaks and sorrows. Yes, it's a pitiful sight, pardon the pun, <laughs> and more, a pitiful place to be in. Such is the passage we read right now. The prophet Hosea is leading the regular pity party that Israel threw for themselves. Scholars call it the prophetic cycle. It kind of reminds me of me, and maybe it reminds you of you. We go to church, have a great time, or we go to a retreat, have a great time. We go to Sunday school, have a great time. We go to vacation Bible school, have a great time. We draw close to the Lord, and we think that we're there right where we need to be. But as soon as the service is ending, as soon as the class is ending, as soon as the vacation Bible school is ending, we notice that our best friend, is talking to our dreaded, dreaded enemy. And they're laughing. And we swear, I won't come to this church ever again. And off we sulk and mutter to ourselves that we have been jilted and we won't darken the door of this church ever again. Okay, Israel's actions were a little more serious than best friend's turning on best friends. They engaged in forbidden religious and sexual practices. They gave in to the temptation of the neighboring religions when God had called Israel to be a light to the nations, to be an example of what a good people uh, live like when they follow a good God, the only true living God. And did I mention that Israel abandoned God, as did Judah, in favor of gods with a little g to make them the gods of Israel. And so they were right in having the pity party, for their sins were great against the Lord, and thoughts of how can God ever forgive us again were right on target. You see, Israel was tempted and gave in to the sex religions of that era. And no leadership from the palace or the temple spoke against it. In fact, all leaders condoned it. The prophet is voicing the consequences of their sin and the fear that they may have realized that they could not seek the Lord ever again because they had gone so far off track. They really believed that God had withdrawn away from them when in fact they were the ones that moved away from God. They were feeling what we sometimes feel. Our sins seem too great and serious, and we believe that the Lord may not want to be near us any longer, when deep down we know it is us that have moved away from the closeness to God. 
Now, God's call was for Israel to admit, confess that sin, and to return to God with repentant hearts. The shift to chapter 6 has the prophet saying that the time to return to God is now. He knows that God will repair them, though it feels like God has torn them, and that God will heal them. And in a prophetic nod to Jesus, he says revival will come in two days, and on the third day, full restoration. Thinking three days that Jesus was dead, enough that we can live in the presence of God. What Israel is called to do, as are we when we find our way back to God, is to acknowledge God, knowing God will appear and come to us with his unending glorious love. And in the last verse we read what was said, For I desire mercy, not sacrifice, and acknowledgement of God rather than burnt offerings. So friends, here's what you should take home with you. Think to remember is that God stands ready to forgive all who truly repent of their sins and make their way back to Him. This is how our God is. God is an understanding God of love who, like a great parent, never condemns us for our actions and does all that He can to mend our wounds, ease our hurts, and keep the doors of His heart open for us to enter back. No one is excluded nor turned away. God desires our love and fellowship which will nurture and strengthen us back. We should not stay away, but return to God. Yes, we may still have pity parties from time to time, but the more time we spend with God, the less uh, we will need them. For as in God, we will be known and loved, even in spite of what we have done. Let's pray. Loving God, we praise you for your love and ever open invitation to be yours. Help us to share that invitation with all. In Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. Have a great and blessed day in the Lord. Thank you for tuning in. I pray this has brought a blessing to you. And I pray that you listen to this call to action. Have a celebration party for what God has done and is doing in you and how can God can do that in the lives of those that matter to you. Receive my blessings of joy and peace. This is Pastor Adi I thank God for you. I love you. And I pray the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen.